thank everybody for coming and everybody in attendance on the webcast. I want to thank the CDC and Interstitial Cystitis Association for setting up this meeting and having us here today. All right, so today we're going to talk about A to Z on IC. I've been asked to talk about treatments. I'll specifically talk about how I treat my IC patients and we'll expand a few beyond that. Due to time constraints, I may not have time to talk about everything that I do and not all the tricks in my bag, but we'll talk about a lot of the common tricks and things we can do. And I'll also then talk about some research. I'm part of Georgia Urology. We have 37 urologists all throughout metropolitan Atlanta and 22 offices. Next slide, please. To under I think it's important to understand the disease process of interstitial cystitis. Then, therefore, you have a better understanding about your disease and a better understanding of why we treat interstitial cystitis the way we do. So let's review a little bit of the epidemiology. Historically, interstitial cystitis was thought to be a rare disease. If you go by the strict research NIDDK criteria, um, they do not pick up the mild or atypical disease, and some studies show that 60% of IC patients are missed by the strict criteria. So we've got to remember that interstitial cystitis is a full spectrum from mild to severe disease. The U.S. prevalence range is quite wide, ranging from 33 per 100,000 up to 24,000 per 100,000. So now some estimates estimate that 12 to 16 million Americans have interstitial cystitis. IC is much more common in women, and the ratio from female to male is 5 to 1. Next slide, please. We should be on slide 17. All right, what are the symptoms? Probably a lot of you know the symptoms. Let's just review it so we understand it. The classic triad of symptoms are urinary frequency, urinary urgency, and pelvic pain. You may not have all the symptoms at one time, and if untreated, the symptoms may progress. Interstitial cystitis now often being referred to as painful bladder syndrome, or PBS, but for the sake of this talk, I'm just going to call it interstitial cystitis. Next slide, please. So again, let's review the symptoms of interstitial cystitis. You can have pelvic pain or pressure. It can be lower abdominal pain. It can go to the lower back. It can also radiate down to the anterior thighs. The pain can come and go. The pain can be more prevalent or more severe when the bladder fills. There can be painful intercourse, flare of symptoms after intercourse. There can be a flare before menstruation and a flare during allergy season. Next slide. There's a lot of other medical conditions that can mimic the symptoms of interstitial cystitis, uh, the most common of which is recurrent urinary tract infections. This is the most common diagnosis given to women before they're diagnosed with interstitial cystitis. Uh, a lot of these women will have persistent symptoms after being diagnosed with a UTI, and that's when they get worked up for interstitial cystitis. With endometriosis, women being treated for endometriosis and then persistent symptoms, one study showed after one year of persistent symptoms, 86% had interstitial cystitis. Overactive bladder, symptoms of frequency, urgency, usually without pain. But when people with persistent symptoms of overactive bladder who failed several overactive bladder medications, a high percentage will have interstitial cystitis. Chronic pelvic pain. Women who've been treated for chronic pelvic pain, possibly even have had hysterectomies and still have symptoms. One study at a, a pain referral center showed 79% of those women would have interstitial cystitis. Vulvodynia, or painful labia, 
Uh, one study shows 24% of women can have bovidinia and interstitial cystitis, so there's a lot of crossover. And in the male patients, chronic prostatitis. Men with persistent symptoms of chronic prostatitis after two months of antibiotic therapy, one study demonstrated 86% of those patients will have male interstitial cystitis. We'll also talk about chronic prostatitis slash chronic pelvic pain syndrome later, and again, a lot of those patients will be male interstitial cystitis. Next slide. We should be on slide 20 for those at home. Continuous symptoms. The symptoms may be episodic. Again, they may come and go. If the interstitial cystitis is left untreated, symptoms may progress. And one study showed after five years is the amount of time it takes to get the full-blown symptoms. Um, many IC patients have had symptoms for four to seven years before being diagnosed with interstitial cystitis, and they see an average of five physicians before correctly being dosed with interstitial cystitis. Next slide, please. What's the patient impact? These are a lot of symptoms. You can have emotional and physical stress. We talked about pain. Sleep deprivation. Sleep deprivation also has daytime effect. You have lethargy, you're tired, it can affect your emotions and mood. You can also have avoidance of intercourse and intimacy, especially due to the pain. Travel restrictions. People are afraid to get on the plane, be in the middle seat, can't get to the bathroom on a plane, or long road trips. Um, and occupational limitations. People might want to be afraid in that long meeting because they're embarrassed to go to the bathroom all the time. Or they might need a cubicle closer to the bathroom because they're making such frequent trips to the bathroom. So it can, has a great effect on people's lives that have interstitial cystitis. That's why it's important to get these people feeling better. Next slide, please. Should be 22. So associated diseases. We see these other diseases commonly with interstitial cystitis. These diseases don't lead to interstitial cystitis, and interstitial cystitis don't lead to these diseases, but we see them commonly together. People with multiple allergies or seasonal allergies, irritable bowel syndrome, fibromyalgia, endometriosis, chronic fatigue syndrome. Some studies suggest migraine headaches are a little higher in IC patient population than the average uh, population slight increase in asthma compared to the general population, and skin sensitivities. 